0: Blackie, you're a creature of habit. We have eaten in this restaurant every Tuesday for weeks. Do you know that? I've
1: got another habit, Mary. I pay the check when we're through eating, like now. Let's go, huh? I'm ready. I'd better take you straight home if you want to be there before your cousin arrives. Oh,
0: well, she'll wait for me, I hope.
1: Say there's a cab outside. Run out and see if it's vacant, will you? Mm,
0: right.
1: I'll pay the check and be right with you.
0: I think we have that cab, Blackie. The flag on the meter's up.
1: Good.
2: Your check, sir?
1: Oh, here you are. Thank you. And here's your money.
2: Oh, no, the meal is on the house, Mr. Peterkin.
1: Thanks, but I'm not Mr. Peterkin.
2: Ah, ha, ha, but I know better. We're proud to have your patronage, Mr. Peterkin.
1: I'm not Mr. Peterkin. I'm Boston Blackie, and I'm giving you your money.
2: And I'm returning it to you, Mr. Peterkin, please, with the compliments of the house.
1: Look, I tell you, I am... You forced me
2: to tear up the check. There. Now you can't pay a check. That does not exist.
1: (laughs) All right. But believe me, there's been some mistake. No, no mistake, I assure you. For you, there shall never be a check,
3: Mister Feat Now back to Dick Calmer's Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. <laughs>
0: Oh, Blackie, you won't forget to get that watch for my cousin, will you?
1: Don't worry, Mary. The jewelry store is open till nine tonight. You'll have it this evening.
0: The one we saw in the window?
1: Mm-hmm. I think she'll like it, don't you?
0: Oh, uh, well, if you see one you think she'll like better, get it. You know more about watches than I do.
2: Then eleventh Dale Avenue, miss. Here we are. Hold
1: the flag, driver. I'm going on.
0: Right. Uh, Don't bother to see me at the door, Blackie. I'll be all right.
1: <laughs> you always are. I'll call you later.
0: Now, you won't forget to get that watch,
1: will you? Right, Mary, I promise. I'll have a messenger deliver it. Thanks, darling. Night. Night. 51 Sunset Parkway, driver, and step on it.
0: You
2: don't have to tell me where you live, Mr. Peterkin. What did you call me? Mr. Peterkin, Mr. Peterkin.
1: Now, wait a minute. And if you think
2: this haul is going to cost you anything, you're wrong.
1: Now, look here, it's for, a for the. i like
2: you to have you in my cab, so there's no charge. Not for the famous Mr. Peterkin. <laughs>
1: Good evening. I'd like to see a watch, please, like the one you have in the window there.
4: I think you mean this one, don't you, sir? Yes, that's it. Oh, it's a lovely thing. How much? Ninety dollars, sir. But naturally... Naturally I... what? Uh, naturally there'd be no charge for you, Mr. Peter Kim.
1: Now, wait a minute. My name is Boston Blackie.
4: <laughs> you're very modest, Mr. Peterkin, but I happen to know who you are, and I'm proud to give you this watch.
1: I tell you, I am not Mr. Peterkin. I'm now, Boss. Please, Mr. Peterkin, I meant no offense. Look, this is the third time in the last hour that someone has called me Mr. Peterkin. I am not Mr. Peterkin, and I am not accepting the watch without paying for it. Here, here's ninety dollars. But I couldn't take the money from Mr. Peterkin. Maybe you can't take it from Mr. Peterkin, but you can take it from me. And take it from me, you're taking that ninety dollars. Here. And do me a favor, will you? Believe my name is Boston Blackie. Do you understand? Of course, I understand.
4: Your name is Boston Blackie, Mr. Peterkin.
0: Oh, Mary, the watch is beautiful. You shouldn't have done it. You really like it, Trudy? Like it? It's it's the most beautiful watch I've ever seen. You've certainly spent a lot of money on just an ordinary cousin. I haven't spent it yet. Blackie got it, and I haven't paid him for it. And besides, you're not just an ordinary cousin. (laughs) Oh, it's lovely, Mary. Oh, oh, I told Blackie not to have it engraved for you. Uh, Until after you'd seen it, that is. Now, now, be honest with me, Trudy. Is it really the kind of watch you like? Oh, who wouldn't like a watch like this? Well, all right then. You can have it engraved this evening. Like he said, he got it at Brandon's. That's not far from here. We can run right over. Oh, I, I'd like to, Mary, but my train leaves at midnight, and there are some things I have to do downtown before train time. Oh, I see. I see. I, I'll have it engraved when I get back. Well, all right. I guess that... Wait a minute. I can take it over to Brandon's for you. I can have it engraved and send it to you. Oh, Mary, would you take it over to the jewelers for me? That'd be wonderful. Well, sure. Let's see. It's uh, 8 o'clock now. I can take the watch to Brandon's right away, call for it tomorrow, and send it to you then. You're sure it won't be too much trouble? Trouble? This Trudy promises to be the least troublesome night of my life. Uh knock on wood. <laughs> oh, Blackie, please be home, please. Oh, Blackie, please, please. Hello? Oh, oh, Blackie, this is Mary.
1: Hello, Mary. How'd your cousin like the watch? Never mind about
0: the watch. Come down to Brandon's jewelry store and right away. What's the matter? Plenty. Mr. Brandon's. Oh, Blackie. Mr. Brandon's dead.
1: Brandon's dead?
0: Murdered. What do I do now? I never found a body before.
1: Turn off the lights, pull down the shades, lock the front door, and I'll be there in 20 minutes. Open up, Mary. It's Blackie. Coming. Are you all right? I
0: don't know. I think I've aged.
1: Sure, twenty whole minutes. Where's the bunny?
0: It's over there behind the counter. You you want me to turn on a light?
1: Uh, no, raise the shade a little, a little bit, will you, at the window? The street lamp will be light enough.
0: Is that high enough?
1: Yeah. I can see the body now. Mm-hmm. It's Mr. Brandon. He waited on me a little over an hour ago.
0: And sold you the watch?
1: Yep. Yeah. Funny thing, too. He insisted that my name was Peterkin. I had to force him to take money for the watch.
0: Oh, Blackie, you're joking.
1: I think he was. I wonder if it was some gag of his and the next customer he pulled it on didn't like it.
0: What are you talking about?
1: I wish I knew. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody's opening the front door.
0: Oh, my gosh, it's a special policeman.
1: I'll do the talking, Mary. Hmm. Uh, Good evening, officer. We were just about to send for one of your gang. Whoever locked this door a
4: few minutes ago sent for me. I forgot to throw the alarm switch and we got a signal at our headquarters.
1: What's the matter down here? Do you know the owner of the store? Sure, Sam Brandon. Would you know him if you saw him dead? Huh? Dead? Where? Turn your flashlight over there, at the aisle between the two counters. Where? Like this? I don't see. Is that Sam Brandon? It sure is.
4: Don't move, either of you. You're both taking a little ride to police headquarters. (laughs)
5: Blackie, you're here at police headquarters so much, you'll remain a sergeant soon. I'm not surprised to find you here. But, Miss Wesley, you're something new.
0: Inspector Faraday, you don't think we killed Mr. Brandon, do you? Of course
5: he does, Married, Doesn't he always? I most certainly don't think you killed him. Faraday. But I'm plenty sore at you, Blanky, And disappointed in you, Miss Wesley. Don't either of you know better than to get mixed up in these things? Well,
0: when I found the body, I didn't know what to do.
1: You should have called the police right away. I told him not to, Faraday. I wanted to have a look at the body before anything was moved. Oh, you did? Well, take
5: your body out of here and out of this case and keep it out. But Faraday... D- I... Don't
0: argue with Inspector Faraday, darling. Come on, let's uh, Just go. a
5: minute, Mary, just a minute. Faraday, are you sure you're all right? Well, I've never felt better in my life. And you've never been cleared of murder any faster in your life. What have I done to clear myself but wait here in your office? Uh, while you waited, I found out when Brandon was killed, what kind of a gun killed him, and where you were at the time of the murder. You're clear. So clear out of here.
1: Both of you. Faraday, I want to congratulate you. But once you've proved you're the good cop I always thought you were... Get out of here. Yeah?
2: Inspector Faraday? Yeah, what do you want? I'm Robert Winston of Belvedere Insurance Company claim agent.
5: Oh, yeah. Your office said you're on the way down. uh, In connection with the murder of Sam Brandon, huh?
2: I'm going to have to ask you for a little help, Inspector.
5: Well, I'll do everything I can. I understand
2: the police found two people with Brandon's body.
5: Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, these are those two people now. uh, Boston Blackie, Miss Mary Wesley. Hello. Uh How do you do? These people are under arrest, of course. No, they're not. All Miss Wesley did was walk in the store and find the body. All Blackie did was come down and wait with her until the police arrived. You aren't holding him. Well, how can I? I don't have grounds. My company will give you grounds,
2: Inspector. Until our part of this investigation is complete... I demand that you hold these two people on suspicion of murder.
3: And now, back to Boston Blackie. This has been a strange evening for Boston Blackie. Three times by three different people, he's been called Mr. Peterkin. But this is nothing compared to what happened shortly after. When Mary walks into Brandon's jewelry store with a watch Blackie had bought there an hour earlier, she finds the owner dead. When Blackie joins her in the store to start an investigation, they're both found there by the police. And though Inspector Faraday sees no reason to hold Mary or Blackie for Brandon's murder, an insurance agent demands their immediate arrest. As we return to our story, Robert Winston, the insurance agent, calls on a certain diamond dealer.
4: Are you Mr. Bill Jackson? Yes, I am Bill Jackson. You wish to see me?
3: Yes. uh, Where'd you get the
4: Yankee name? You're slightly foreign, aren't you? (laughs) Slightly, but my name, it was so hard to pronounce, so difficult for you Americans to spell, I... I decided to take one of your names, so yeah. I'm Bill Jackson.
2: Well, I'm Robert Winston, Mr. Jackson, claim agent for the Belvedere Insurance Company. I am insured, thank you. Oh, you don't understand. I'm not selling insurance. I'm investigating an insurance claim. Oh, you must be in the wrong establishment, sir. I have made no claim. No, of course not, but maybe you read in the papers about the death of Sam Brandon. Ah, yes,
4: it was such a shame, a terrible thing. The papers say it was murder, is that so?
2: Yes, I'm afraid it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you deliver any of the pieces of jewelry here on my list to Brandon? Hmm, uh, let me see. Yes, yes. How many of those pieces did you deliver, Mr. Jackson? Why, why, all of them? I was afraid of that. Afraid? How do you mean, sir? Brandon insured them against theft with us, and they're all missing $100,000 worth. Uh, Good heavens, Mr. Winston. I I gave those jewels to Mr. Brandon on consignment. Am I to lose all that money? No, no, of course not. My company will pay every cent Brandon owes. But if I'm not paid, I will be ruined. Don't worry, Mr. Jackson, you'll get paid. But first, I'm going to see Inspector Faraday and get him to charge Boston Blackie and Mary Wesley with murder and robbery. (laughs) Look, Inspector Faraday, here's a list of the stuff that's
5: missing from Brandon's store. Look at the size of it. I see the size of it, Winston. Then why did you let Blackie and a Wesley girl go? Because I know they didn't rob Brandon's store or kill Brandon. Look, did you do your job at least up to the point of searching Blackie and a Wesley woman before you let them go? Sure, but that was just routine. Do you have a list of what you found on them? It's right here on my desk. But all they had on them were their own personal possessions. Let me see the list. Help yourself. Blackie had a pocket knife, small
2: coins, various bills... And but the usual stuff you always find in a man's pocket.
5: Uh, Now will you be happy? Uh, Let's see the list of Miss Wesley's things. Here, what a list it is. Why do women carry all that junk? Mm -hmm. She had a silver comb, silver wristwatch,
2: lipstick powder, various bills, small coins. Gold Ajax wristwatch. Well, so what? So look on this list of items taken from Brandon's store. One gold
5: Ajax wristwatch. Did you see that gold wristwatch yourself? Yeah, I did. Describe it. Well, it was an Ajax square case, a convex crystal. The face of the dial was yellow, and the band was a black cord with a gold clip. Look at the description on this list of the Ajax watch
2: missing from Brandon's store. Square case, convex crystal, dial yellow, numerals Roman, black cord with gold clip. What does that sound like to you, Inspector?
5: The watch I found in Miss Wesley's purse.
2: And that watch was stolen from Brandon's store. That's all I need, Inspector. I want you to arrest Mary Wesley.
5: All right, Winston. Maybe I've got to.
2: Don't bother leaving your office. Just give me one of your men, Inspector. I'll bring Miss Wesley here myself.
0: Hello? Hello, Blackie. Mary.
1: Anything the matter?
0: Oh, nothing particularly. I was just reading in the paper about the Brandon murder. I see they still don't know why he was killed.
1: Oh, they probably find out it was a robbery, Mary. And all Faraday has to do is to find some of the stolen articles, trace them, and he'll find Brandon's killers. I'm more concerned with that Peterkin angle. I can't figure out who changed my name and why.
0: Oh, uh, Blackie, there's somebody at the door. I'll call you
1: back. Uh, Wait, Mary. Are you expecting anyone?
0: No, no, I'm not.
1: Well, look, Faraday's been much too quiet. It isn't like him to leave either one of us completely alone after we've been found with a body. So leave the phone off the hook. Your caller may be the inspector. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, just a minute. Oh, I get it. If it's the inspector or someone else from the police department, I'll steer them over near the telephone so you can hear, huh? Good girl. Now let them in. Right. Oh, come in.
2: Miss Wesley?
0: Oh, Mr. Winston. How's the insurance business? Fine, Miss Wesley. Fine. Do you always bring a policeman when you make your calls?
2: No, only in cases like this, Miss Wesley. That gold wristwatch you had in your bag.
0: Oh, that. It was bought at Brandon's by Boston Blackie. I had it in my Never purse Never mind how
2: or... you got it, Miss Wesley. Do you lie to somebody else? This watch is stolen property. Get your hat and coat. You're
0: under arrest. Now, just a minute, Mr. Winston. Blackie, are you still there? Yes,
1: Mary, I'm here, and I heard everything. What do I do now? Go to headquarters with Winston. You won't be there long. Somehow, I feel Mr. Pedekin is mixed up in this, and I'm going to find out how before I get mixed up entirely. <laughs> closing my favorite restaurant rather early tonight, aren't you? Hmm? Oh, you. Yes, uh, Mr. Peterkin, remember?
2: Uh, What's the idea of the gun?
1: What was the idea of calling me Mr. Peterkin?
2: Well, that's your name, isn't it?
1: You know very well it isn't. Well, uh,
2: maybe I had you confused with somebody else. I I have to go home now.
1: I'll take you home in this cab here. Convenient, isn't it? I've had it waiting here just as it was waiting here last night when you called me Mr. Peterkin.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Okay, cabby. We're ready. Sure thing. You first, my friend.
2: Of course. Where to, buddy?
1: Don't you mean where to, Mr. Peterkin?
2: Huh? Oh, it's you, huh? Well, where to?
1: Drive to the edge of town and then keep on going.
2: That'll be some fair. i get extra for going outside the city limits. Don't
1: you remember? I'm Mr. Peterkin. I don't pay for anything. Oh, no? Look, both of you, we're going to play a little game.
2: What kind of a game?
1: A game called Petekin.
2: Your name is not Petekin. Yeah, ain't it Petekin?
1: No, it isn't. And I'll tell you a funny little story. Only one other person in this world called me Mister Petekin. And do you know where he is now? No. In a morgue. Dead. He doesn't work there.
2: All right, we made a mistake. We, we thought you were Mister Petekin.
1: Who told you to think that? Nobody. Say nobody to me once more, my friend, and you'll be a body. Or have you forgotten this gun in my hand?
2: Look, look, if we tell you, then what? Shut
1: up, you. Shut up, you. Go ahead, driver.
2: I don't know anything except it was a joke.
1: Well, make me laugh and maybe I'll let you live. But as for you... The driver's telling the truth, it was just a joke. Who told you to call me Peterkin? Brandon, the jeweler, but we didn't know who Brandon
2: was until we saw his picture in the paper today. Yeah, he gave us no to call you Peterkin. He said it was a gag.
1: Certainly was, on him. Take me to police headquarters, Camby.
2: You want to turn in a cent, are you?
1: No, I'm not turning you in. But I think I'm on the verge of turning a killer up.
5: Hello, Faraday speaking. Inspector, this
2: is Bob Winston.
5: Now what do you want? Boston Blackie. I tell you, I'm looking for him. But I can't find him. Well, you'd better
2: find him. I've questioned Mr. Wesley, and she insists Boston Blankey gave her a watch. Now, you get me Blankey.
5: I'm trying to. Well, stop trying to get him. Look, Winston, when I can't find Blanky, he can't be found. He... Hello. Hello, hello. He hung up.
1: That's good. Come in. Hello, Faraday. Blanky, I've been looking everywhere for you. Well, I haven't been everywhere, Faraday. Maybe that's why you didn't find
5: me. Look, Winston made me put Miss Wesley in jail, and he wants you. I know that. Well, I hope you know
1: something else. I'm going to arrest you, but I don't want to. Oh, go ahead and arrest me, Faraday. I won't mind. If you book me under the name of Peterkin. P- Peterkin? What are you talking about? A little plot to make it look as if I robbed Brandon's jewelry store. It's a crazy story, Faraday. Yeah. Brandon paid a restaurant cashier and a cab driver to call me Mr. Peterkin and refuse to take money from me. Why? So that when I walked into his store an hour later, and he called me Mr. Peterkin and refused to take money for his watch, I'd walk out without a sales slip. That's all he needed to make it appear that the watch was stolen, which he was going to claim later. Uh, When you said that was a crazy story,
5: you were making an understatement. I can't believe a thing like that, Blanky. Look, Faraday, of all the
1: stuff stolen from Brandon, what's turned up? Only the watch found on Miss Wesley. That backs up my story, because all Brandon needed to establish the fact that his store had been robbed was to have the police find one missing article. He wanted to establish the fact that his store had been robbed? Blackie, that sounds as if Brandon robbed his own place. I think he was in on the deal, Faraday. And the merchandise, supposedly stolen, is just hidden somewhere. Uh, do you have a complete list of the missing property? Sure, right here. Look at the length of it. Hmm, some haul. But, Blackie, if Brandon robbed his own store, why was he killed? And who killed him? His accomplice, probably. The motive? To keep from splitting with Brandon. Say, according to this list, everything stolen from Brandon was delivered by the same wholesale jeweler, Bill Jackson. Yeah, on
5: consignment, too. But Brandon was insured, and Jackson is going to get his money just the same.
1: Doesn't it seem rather odd to you that with the exception of the watch... Brandon was robbed of only the jewels he'd bought from Jackson? Say, that is funny, isn't it? It's funny enough to make Jackson laugh himself sick. Suppose Jackson never delivered these diamonds, and Brandon then reported them stolen. Jackson still has his diamonds, plus a cut of Brandon's insurance money. Then Jackson was Brandon's accomplice? Maybe, unless Winston was. Winston? You mean he was in for a split of the insurance payoff? Winston's been trying awfully hard to prove that Mary and I robbed Brandon's store. All he needs is proof of robbery to get his company to pay the claim. You see what you can get out, find out about him. I'm going to call on Jackson. Can you tell me anything about him? Sure. Uh, well, he talks with an accent, for one thing. What kind? I just talked to him on the
5: phone. It's hard to tell. Uh, Central European, maybe.
1: Uh, like this? Uh... Ah, Inspector Faraday, I am Edward Blackburn. It is good to see the police working for justice... Well, that's pretty close. But what's the idea? If you want to talk to a guy, it is sometimes smart to talk his language.
4: Ah, Mr. Blackburn, it is good to talk to someone from the old
1: country. (laughs) You would do business with someone from the old country, Mr. Jackson, of course. Of course, I I am a bit embarrassed. The duty on jewelry is high, as you know. I intend to... To forget to declare it? Yes,
4: (laughs) forget. (laughs) I think we can do business, Mr. Blackburn. Uh, How much do you want to spend?
1: I can put my hands on $50,000.
4: I can let you have twice that amount in jewelry, Mr. Blackburn? I am afraid I do not have
1: that much money.
4: Just let me show you what I have in my safe. Here, I will open it. Fine.
1: Ah, magnificent, Mr. Jackson. Never have I seen such jewels.
4: Yes, and everything in my safe is for sale and at a special price. Why a special price?
1: I do not ask you questions. You do not ask me questions. (laughs) Do you mind if I use your phone? I do not have this much money on me. I shall have to send for it. Yes, go ahead. Uh, You will select for me $50,000 worth of the jewelry from your safe. Gladly. You are indeed the man to do business with, Mr. Jackson. I can see that.
5: Faraday speaking.
1: Uh, This is Blackburn.
5: Blackburn?
1: I have found... Blackie. Yes. (laughs) I have found the jewels I want. You will bring the $50,000... Jackson has everything? Mr. Jackson is everything, my friend. Hurry. We'll be waiting for you. (laughs) You should have seen Jackson's face when Faraday walked in, Mary. It was wonderful.
0: How long did it take Jackson to confess to Brandon's murder?
1: About five minutes. Hmm.
0: Why did he kill him?
1: to keep from splitting the insurance money with him.
0: And he killed Brandon just after you left with the watch you bought for me. Well, Blackie, was that planned?
1: When I left Brandon's store without a sales slip for that watch, Jackson was in the back, and Brandon told him the plan had worked. And then all Brandon had to do was to call the police and tell them his store had been robbed. That was the moment Jackson was waiting for.
0: I'm surprised you got away posing as Mr. Blackburn when you talked to Jackson.
1: (laughs) Oh, I... I am a wonderful actor. You certainly got that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how did Brandon work that Peterkin act so beautifully? Well,
1: in the first place, he saw us looking at watches in a store window several times. He was standing in the doorway at the time, remember?
0: Oh, I see now how he was sure his plan would work. He then went to our restaurant and arranged for the cashier and the taxi driver to call you Mr. Peterkin and all that.
1: And then after I came in and bought the watch, Brandon intended to call the police and describe me as the person who robbed a store have the police pick me up and find me with the watch.
0: Yeah, but things didn't quite work out that way, did they?
1: No. Jackson got greedy and didn't want to cut Brandon in on the tape. So he killed him, and that's that. It
0: certainly is. You know, for a while, I thought Mr. Winston had something to do with all this.
1: Well, he didn't. I've got to leave now, Mary. Will you call me?
0: Will I call you what?
1: Anything. Anything at all except Mr. Peterkin. Mr. <laughs>